Welcome to the Return of Blackbuster, a bi-weekly podcast exploring some of the most important black roles in modern cinema. I say bi-weekly even though it hasn't been bi-weekly and I apologize for that. Please forgive me, it's been a very busy month or two. Uh, and uh, listen, I'm going to be honest, it's difficult to uh, wake up when your schedule closing a lot. Uh, so yeah, apologies everybody, but back to what the show is about if this is your first episode uh just so you know every episode we take a look at these performances give a little context measure them for their importance to the culture now because there's not a lot of amazing roles quote unquote you know we may have repeat actors over time so prepare yourself for that but we shouldn't have many repeat actors for the first season and the point of this podcast is to prove that there's way more great roles for black acting talent that are maybe overlooked anyway Without further ado, take a seat, grab some wings, let's get into it. Today's subject uh, is one that is very close and dear to my heart, Uh, so uh, apologies for sounding super enthusiastic about it, Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very near and dear one to me. I love it. I cherish it. Uh, Here we go. In 2013... In the wake of the success of Marvel's The Avengers, uh, which was one of the highest grossing films of all time, uh, until probably by the time you hear this, uh, a second Captain America movie was announced and began filming. And in the process of that filming, Anthony Mackie was cast as Steve Rogers' comic book best pal, Sam Wilson, who would go on to be the Falcon of Marvel fame, one of the preeminent black superheroes in the pantheon. At the same time, the current writer of the Captain America comics was Rick Remender. Now, Rick Remender was in the process of putting not only Steve Rogers through an emotional ringer, but also Sam Wilson. He was giving Sam Wilson specifically a storyline involving him figuring out what his views on world politics and freedom of speech were. And these are the stepping stones to make him the perfect replacement for Steve Rogers when he aged up. So, in the comics in 2014, Sam Wilson became Captain America, right as his movie debut happened. This was a huge thing. This was, a, a, for folks who don't pay attention to comics, this, this was a huge, huge thing. Uh, there have been, of course, a few different replacement Captain Americas over time, but uh, this was the first time that the replacement Captain America was a black man. Uh, and a lot of the storytelling revolved around that. Um, you know, unfortunately, Mender's run is very short. He has a very excellent six-issue miniseries called All New Captain America, which is just an awesome, like, action movie. Uh, and please go seek that out. It freaking rips. Uh, but a large majority of Sam Wilson's time as Captain America in the comics is tainted by what came after that, which, after the big event, Secret Wars, there was two Captain America books. One was uh, Captain America Sam Wilson, and one was Captain America Steve Rogers. And in the Steve Rogers book, uh, that was when it was revealed that Steve Rogers was secretly a Hydra agent, which means that he was secretly a Nazi this entire time. And so Sam Wilson's time is kind of colored by that experience where he's set up for failure by applauding Steve Rogers, applauding evil Steve Rogers. But I digress. Let's get into Anthony Mackie. So Mackie's performance in Captain America the Winter Soldier is show stealing. As one of four leads in that movie and one of... The two not in the title. He he rules. He's funny. He's cool. He's brought a cool real world edge to the character. 
They gave him this really interesting background of being former military, but now he works specifically with the community of the military people who uh, who've gotten out, you know, trying to heal them, being a, uh, you know, working in group therapy sessions, talking to veterans, working for veterans, which fits in really well with the comic book persona of that character who's very active in his community and, you know, has been raised in the right kind of the right kind of environment like that. Uh, his character for the movie, he wasn't tortured by who he was or what he was, but we see all that from Steve's perspective. Every cameo that we get with him, every scene that we get with him, it's always from Steve's perspective. For the most part, Steve is the main character in those movies. So anytime we see him, even when he shows up in Avengers Age of Ultron for a couple minutes, or he shows up in Civil War, like, you know, Infinity War, any of that stuff, it's all through someone else's perspective. But in the wake of the big finale Avengers Endgame, Chris Evans' time was up and the world needed a new Captain America. So Steve Rogers picked a replacement. That replacement was Sam Wilson. Now for the comics, Sam Wilson wasn't a military man. But in the movies, he is. And that makes even more sense for him to be Captain America in the movies. Uh, And so that leads into the television pro I guess technically television program. uh, The Disney Plus program, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which, which is what we're really talking about here. This is our first look at that character. This is our first real look at Sam. And we're treated to how truly black that character is. Which is a delight. Sam's family lives in Louisiana. His family is respected in the community. He's got nephews. His sister's awesome and hasn't forgiven him. that He's disappeared from the snap. You know, but... So we, we get a nice little slice of Sam's... Sam's home life, uh, there's this great scene where Sam, Sam's sister needs to sell the family boat. Sam doesn't want to sell a family boat because it's the family boat, you know, which is, boy, if that, if that ain't black problems, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> so you go, you know, they go to, they go to get a loan from a bank and, you know, the bank manager has a reaction of very specifically remembering, you know, the Falcon is, oh, right, this is the Falcon, you know, he's an Avenger, he saved the world. That's amazing, you know? Yeah, we can't do anything about bank loan, though, bro. Like, it's very specific, you know? Uh, this is kind of a thing that happens throughout the series. It's recognition that he gets, but not the respect that he gets, you know? Which is very interesting. It's a very interesting uh, real-world writing of, 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 of a black man. Of a black man? <laughs> of a black man. Uh... You know, it's it's wonderful. Uh, now, at the end of Endgame, the role of Captain America is passed on to Sam Wilson. But Sam specifically doesn't take up that role. He specifically retires the shield, says that, you know, Captain America is a retired role. And you don't really get, for a long time, you don't really get a good answer from him as to why he did that. But you kind of see in his worldview, why he didn't do it. You kind of see in his perspective on the world and how he's treated in the world, why he didn't do that, um, which kind of says something. It's it's very specific. You know, it's not easy for a black man to take up a symbol of a country that is actively worked against him. And that is kind of what the whole series is about. Uh, in the second episode, he's introduced to... So, eh, there's a whole plot with super soldiers, whatever. It's not important. Uh... 
But in the second episode, Bucky, Winter Soldier, introduces him to Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley, uh, played wonderfully by Carl Lumbly. Love a Carl Lumbly. Let me tell you, that guy rules uh, in everything. Uh, he should be. He should be. So he might. He might end up being on this. There's a couple Carl Lumbly roles I could think of that that would be pretty good for this. Yeah, he might. He might end up on here. Um, but I mean, he can end up on here just for for playing Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley uh, for the show Falcon Winter Soldier. Isaiah Bradley was a super soldier from the 50s that uh, the Winter Soldier went up against, uh, but uh, was basically just an experiment, an experimental uh, super soldier that was sent on missions and then was buried and burned by his country, uh, was experimented on to replicate the experience, uh, and that's it, was completely buried. Nobody knows about him. No fame, no recollection. Now... This is a little different from the comics, or the comics, I dare say, it's even worse, uh, because Isaiah Bradley was the first Captain America in the comics. Uh, he was the original Captain America, and then was completely burned by his country. He was the first subject that the Super Soldier Serum worked on, uh, went on missions, was out there doing the Captain America thing, was wearing Captain America's costume, and then was completely burned, uh, and no record of him whatsoever which is pretty typical for america uh boy you see where i'm getting at with saying that this is a real black role it's a real black role y'all uh it's 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 real great um so this the, all of these experiences kind of shape the reason that sam didn't take up the stars and stripes um now this leads to America, of course, saying, yes, we'll retire Captain America, we'll retire the shield, the shield's going to go into Smithsonian, it's great, look at it, it's on display, and then five minutes later, choosing a new Captain America, nice good old white boy named John Walker, who's kind of a psychopath, but has his own best black friend in uh, Lamont, <laughs> which that's cool, um, you know, gotta love a white guy with a black friend, uh, <laughs> that's the requisite for Captain America. For, uh, for our society. Um, so this is all... This is happening. Uh, it's right in Sam's face. This is a very clear indication of what exactly made him not pick up the role. And I think it's really interesting that Matt Mackey plays this really well. He plays this role really well in this, in this show. Um, you know, as good and as fun as he is in, you know, the movie stuff... He really gets to have some cool, meaty stuff in the show uh, because it's all very understated. It's all performance without actually saying what's wrong. It's it's very much, you know, implied by his performance and by his reactions to things. Uh, you know, he is he is outraged, outraged by finding out about Isaiah Bradley, uh, you know, and then is kicked out of Isaiah Bradley's house and, you know, gets into a shouting match with Bucky on the street. Which leads into the wildest scene in the whole thing, where two cops roll up because he sees that they see that he's arguing with Bucky in the street. This is like in Boston. Two cops roll up and immediately ask Bucky Barnes, "Like, hey, is everything okay here? Like, is what, what, is this man troubling you?" He's like, "Sir, back off, sir." And and Sam's just still yelling. He's like, "No, like everything's fine. We don't need you." 
And Bucky's like, oh my gosh, do you, do you guys not recognize this guy? And then they take a second and say, oh my goodness, oh, oh wow, Mr. Falcon, I'm so sorry, I didn't recognize you without your bird suit. Like, you know, and it's the further, again, recognition but not respect. Uh, which, again, plays perfectly into, this is what Sam wanted to avoid, being Captain America. Sam, Sam didn't want to choose being Captain America. Or Sam, Sam didn't want to pick up the role. Uh, because it's really not easy to be that. Uh, to be a black Captain America is a wild self-sabotaging act. I mean, hey, you look at the comics. Bro, like, I'm I'm so glad that Sam is around as Cap again right now. Uh, and is getting a great run. Tochi Yanabuchi is doing an amazing run on that. Uh, because it's not... It's, I mean, it's not going to be plagued with, you know, being the, being the good boy cap to bad boy cap who's a Nazi. You know, it's not, it's not going to have that association with it, which is nice, but it's, it's a weird, what am I trying to say? Man, see, this is why I should like write the scripts for these episodes. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of wild that I don't, I used to, everybody used to write scripts and then I just stopped because it's exhausting. Uh, and also it felt super wooden to me. I don't know. So I like free flowing conversation more. So hopefully you like this more. And if you do great. And if you don't, I'm so sorry. Uh, but I digress. Get back on subject, Josh. Uh, so being a black captain America, as I said before, I mean, it's very much about, you know, representing a country, representing a system that has actively worked against you your entire life and many lives before you. That's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is, boy, does America love a novelty. America loves a novelty black. Uh, you look at how society treated Michael Jackson. For example, um, you know, young Michael's out there being young, black, free, happy, you know, and boy, does every, does everyone love that? Everyone loves a shining example to look at, to be like, Hey, that's one of the good ones. And it's very easy to be that if you're Captain America, it's very easy for people to be like, Hey, look at that. He's one of the good ones. And Sam Wilson wants to avoid that. But there also, again, comes with that recognition, but not respect kind of thing, which is something that you see constantly throughout the show, and I think it's really uh, the show was written uh, well, it was it was created by Malcolm Spellman um, and I think I think a lot of it was written by Malcolm Spellman, who's supposed to be doing the movie as well, or is co-writing the movie uh, that comes out of this, Captain America New World Order, which I'm very excited for, because uh, I, I think Malcolm Spellman he he <laughs> he comes from Empire. He did like Empire to show Empire, which is really funny because that means he worked with Terrence Howard, who uh, you know screwed his way out of <laughs> being in the Marvel stuff still. But uh, yeah, so he so he wrote several of the episodes, and he's he's great. Uh, he was like the the showrunner. Um, I think he really, I think he really nails that view. Um, I think he really nails that viewpoint and respects that viewpoint of the difficulties of being a famous black person in society. Um, that's very much what this feels like. This feels like, uh, I mean, 
you know, it feels like Will Smithisms. you know, it feels like how Will Smith was treated in the 90s, you know, of, wow, hey, I really respect that guy, he's, he's a good guy, he's a good one, you know, not like these other hoodlums, but he's a good one, uh, and that's kind of how everyone treats Sam in this, which is really, really exciting, uh, because it's something you don't see in, I mean, you don't see in mainstream white cinema, you don't see it at all, actually. Uh, the stuff that, you know, will be covered in black cinema, for sure, because it's from our perspective. But this is something... Superheroes are predominantly white. Let's just admit it. Superheroes are predominantly white. So it's kind of a white genre. I hate to say it, but it is. Uh, and I love superheroes. If you know me, you know I love superheroes, man. I, I love it. That's that's my jam. But predominantly white. Uh, so... It's really cool to have this kind of perspective given in this context uh, for for something that's in a predominantly white you know establishment. Uh, I love his performance. Uh, so you know the 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 end of the show. This this all is leading to him realizing like I do need to stand in. I do need to do this. You know this. It, it's not right for me to pass this on. This is not something that was given to me this is something that i can take and that i can have uh and i can represent something you know it, the show is very much very much like uh very much like remender's run where remender's run uh is kind of informing where sam stands on politics where sam stands on how he wants to handle things as far as uh, criminal element and as far as truth and honesty and realizing that he's the right person for the job. That's exactly what this show does. So, first off, if you like this show, please go read Recommender's Run. I think it's the most underrated run of Captain America in general. For some reason, people just don't talk about it. I think it's right because because, because it comes right after the Brubaker run. Uh, but it, I think Remender's Run might be my favorite run on Cap. It, it has literally my favorite single issue of a Captain America story in it. Uh, which is number 13. I always mix up the number, but it's number 13. Uh, I think it's the best issue of a Captain America story, like, ever. Um, drawn by Carlos Pacheco, who recently passed. Uh, Carlos Pacheco, I love you, man. Uh, you were an incredible gift to the comics industry. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that that run really, really redefines and recontextualizes Sam Wilson, like really well, and I mean Sam's a side character in the run. He's he's not he's not the main focus, but his B plot leads into him taking over the A plot as Captain America, and it's it's excellent. It's an excellent run, and that's very much what the show does perfectly. Uh, I so by the end of the show, he takes over the mantle as Captain America, and you know saves the day, and everyone says, "Wow, look, a black Captain America! That's amazing." Um, you know, but he he gets this really great moment where he gets to kind of read the rights to this political headwig, you know, uh, kind of tell him a little bit about himself, you know, as far as like this is like we we shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't be against the people. Government should be for the people, which is really great. It's hard to go into without going into the whole show because I don't care about going into the whole show. But the point is. Mackie rules, the performance rules, it's super worth it. If you haven't watched the show, please check it out. I'm sorry I spoiled a bunch of it for you, vaguely. Um, but it's excellent. Everyone always talks bad about Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I don't know why. I think it's the best of the Marvel shows. Like, still. 
It's <laughs> still the best one. Um, but now that we've set it up a little bit, let's get into our points of discussion for the series. We're going to give this a grade. It's a grading system. I need to have like a little drop that's like, it's the grading system or something like that. You know, that'd be cool. Uh, maybe I'll work on that. Ooh, ooh, that'd be fun. Uh, okay, so four points they want to look at. First one is black excellence. Are they the superior Negro? Uh, second one is black experience. How black are they? The third one is the movement. Does it further the advancement of black people? And the fourth one is the impact. How has it changed black cinema? So let's go over these points. Let's give it a grade. Uh, so for the first one, uh, black excellence, are they the superior Negro? Um, so I always measure the superior Negro as, uh, <laughs> as a degree of white acceptance, um, which I will say that this fails specifically because this is very much about being the superior Negro. Uh, <laughs> this, this whole role is very much about, Hey, I'm the token black guy. <laughs> and I think that that's cool that it's about that. Uh, so it gets a failure mark because it proves that he's not the token black guy. He's not the superior Negro. And that's kind of great. Uh, black experience. How black are they? Um, before Falcon and Winter Soldier, if I had to grade Anthony Mackie's performance as Sam Wilson uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, one being, uh, I don't know, Marjorie Taylor Green, and ten being, who's the blackest person I could think of? Hmm. That's a hard one. Who's the blackest person? Who's the blackest famous person I could think of? Uh. I don't know, 10 being Samuel L. Jackson. That works. All right, so on a scale of 1 being Marjorie Taylor Greene to 10 being Samuel L. Jackson, I would have given Sam Wilson a perfect 4 <laughs> before uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because he's very much just talking black guy, but there's nothing distinctly black about him other than he is black. I mean, he's cool. He's the cool jiving, you know, hip guy, you know, but that's about it, man. Uh, but with Falcon Winter Soldier, I would give him a gentleman's like seven. I would give him like a seven uh, because this boy goes through some real black experiences. That's real nice. The only reason it's going to be a seven is because this is the only context that we've seen that in. <laughs> it, it still doesn't exist outside of this show. Uh, for now, anyway, uh, boy, I can't wait until 2024, I think is when that Captain America movie comes out. We'll cover that immediately. We're going to do a, a whole thing on that show. Uh, who knows? Maybe Blockbuster will be huge by then. And I could talk to Malcolm, uh, Malcolm himself. And then it could be two Malcolms on Captain America. That'd be awesome. Malcolm Spellman, if you're listening to this, please come on. Please come on the show. I'd love to talk to you about Empire. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you about Empire uh, with my man Terrence Howard. Uh, all right. So uh, how black? I mean, Sam's hella black in this, which is awesome. There's a, there's one of the best little side bits in episode two uh, where 
Sam's, I think it's in episode two. Sam's walking down the street and there's a little black kid says, hey, it's Black Falcon. And Sam's like, no, it's just Falcon, man. Kid's like, well, my dad says it's Black Falcon. He's like, well, why? Because I'm black? Does that make you black kid? Which is really funny because there's no way that that kid isn't credited as black kid in the credits. <laughs> it's a perfect joke. But, I mean, you know, that's that's black, man. It's honest. I love that. So, uh, yeah, you get good marks there. That's a, that's a few grades up. Uh, the movement. Does it further the advancement of black people? So here's the thing. This is a hard one. Uh, I'm going to say yes with a caveat. This is a hard one because this isn't like, you know, superheroes still isn't like real performances. Do you know what I mean? Or at least not treated like real performances. You know what I mean? So it's treated specifically as a comic book performance. So I'm not going to treat it as does it further the advancement of black people. I'm going to treat it as does it further the advancement of black roles in comic book films or comic book media. To which I say, we'll see. Uh, I think there's a lot of power in having a black Captain America. And I think there's a lot of power in us having a black Captain America right now. Like, in society, Captain America is known as a black man right now. Which is cool. Um, I think that there's a lot of power to that. I think there's a lot of power to, you know, you go to Disneyland and the Captain America you see there is in Sam Wilson costume and as a brother. There is a lot of power to that. That's really great. That's very strong. But, again, superheroes, kind of a predominantly white career. You know, there's, I mean, and, you know, it's, it's not an excuse. It's not, it's not defending it, but it is a reason. A lot of these superhero characters from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, created by white people. That's kind of just it, you know? So they didn't create a lot of black characters. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of how that is. I mean, hey, there's, there's definitely a plethora of black characters around, and still, comic companies don't really do stuff with that, you know? Um, except for uh, February. You know, hey, February, Black History Month, gotta love it. Um... So, we'll see. We'll see. You know how we'll know if this is advanced, uh, if this is further the advancement of black people? If Reed Richards gets cast as a black guy. That's how we'll know. Uh, William Jackson Harper for Reed Richards, everybody. Uh, the impact. How has it changed black cinema? I'm going to be honest with you. It hasn't. It hasn't. It, it truly hasn't. The biggest change is that I think Anthony Mackie will be in, like, 5% more things. Which, I mean, Anthony Mackie, you know, he's he's been he's been acting for 20-something years, 20-plus years, you know? I mean, he's, the guy's in his, like, 40s. He's been acting for, like, 20-plus years, you know? He's amazing. He's great. Uh, fun story. I went to a con uh, several years ago. It was 2018. Went to this con, uh, and Anthony Mackie was there. Sebastian Stan was there, and Chris Evans was there for one day, but it wasn't there for the day that we were supposed to get a picture with him. It's a whole thing, whatever. Um, but uh, I've always had a weird feeling about Anthony Mackie because at that con, he was making fun of, uh, of quote, a chubby Power Ranger, 
Uh, <laughs> direct quotation from him. He's talking about how Comic-Cons are great because it's the only place where you can have a chubby Power Ranger come up to you and hug you. And that, the way he said it just stunk. You know, it just smelled bad. Uh, but the guy's a talented actor, man. He's a good actor. And I think he is finally given the respect that he deserves with this role. Uh, you know, it's interesting that, you know, at the time that they introduced Sam Wilson in the movies, that's when Sam Wilson is in the highest profile of his comic career. And that didn't carry over for the movies until, uh, now. (laughs) So, you know, interesting. Um, but as far as like the impact on black cinema, uh, really isn't going to have much, man. I, I don't think it's changed black cinema at all. Um, because again, superheroes predominantly white field. Everybody loves a white superhero. That's it. You know, I don't think it's gonna change the hierarchy of the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Um. So low marks on that one. Low low marks on that one. Uh, but I implore you, uh, homework for y'all. Hey, go watch this show if you haven't watched it. Watch it again. And if you didn't like it, watch it again. Trust me, it's great. It's super great. Uh, is there stuff that, you know, could be cleaned up? Yeah, for sure. But this is definitely, like, this was a show that was filming, like, during the pandemic. Um, they had to change a lot of stuff because of the pandemic. Like, there's a lot of word out there that there was a virus subplot that they had to cut out because of the pandemic. So it kind of changed the entire show. Um, Plus, they were literally filming on location when everything shut down across the world. So, like, there there was a lot of restructuring around this show that, like, had to happen. Man, I'm going to forgive them. Like, I, I think this show still rules. It whips. It's my favorite. Um, so, take that, people who love Loki. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, my friends, that was it. That was it. That was the episode for today. Uh, for this week, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to try and put out a bunch of content this month because it's February and it's Black History Month. And I want you to appreciate black people. Um, So, uh, speaking of appreciating black people, yo, we have a Patreon, yo. Uh, Hopefully at this point, I've figured out how to, I have like two audio recordings to go Patreon exclusive and I can't figure out how to get them on there, which is really frustrating. So hopefully by this point, by the time you listen to this, you will have access to that on patreon uh but if not i'm so sorry i swear i'm working on it and i'm still making content it's been a crazy two months uh i moved and uh have new job and have been working a lot of closing hours which makes it hard to do things during the day because i don't want to be awake uh (laughs) so um but thank you for hanging in there thank you for supporting i love you all uh even if you don't support on patreon uh blockbuster pod on patreon go ahead look it up uh, you could hit some on twitter and look that on there uh at blockbuster mjrn on twitter uh you know e- even if you don't support us on patreon i still love you thank you for listening uh every listen counts every listen matters and you're incredible and I love doing the show, and I'm going to get you more of it. Uh, originally, season one was going to be just like six episodes or so. Uh, I'm going to do more than that because I took such a long hiatus there. Had such a big mid-season break. Uh, 
that uh, we're going to do more episodes. I don't know how many, but we're going to do more. Uh, as for uh, the next episode, I don't know if I want to tell you what it is. I don't, I don't think I actually want to tell you what it is. Um, no, I'll tell you. So the next episode uh, is going to be another one very dear to my heart. Uh, a movie that dared to release during the pandemic, uh, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, like in a very dangerous time, dared to release in theaters because this director is so purely about releasing things in theaters. So much so that, uh, ooh, <laughs> definitely, uh, caused issues with that director and the company of Warner Brothers. Uh, now he'll never work for Warner Brothers again, which is kind of funny. Um, next episode, we're talking about uh, a change in the protagonist. We're talking about the protagonist. John David Washington as the protagonist in the 2020 Christopher Nolan film Tenet. A movie that I love. Uh, and a weird performance to talk about. But uh, I have a very specific reason why I think it's important. Uh, and so we'll talk about that next episode. So come back soon. Uh, keep me on your feeds. Keep 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 listening. Uh, again, thank you for your patience. I know it's been a while. Um, I talked a little bit about the Patreon there. But yeah, we got Patreon stuff, man. We got exclusive tiers. You can set up a little bit of... I mean, depending on how high of a tier you go for, you can help plan the programming for next season, which is kind of awesome. Uh, so... Uh, that's, that's all you need to know. Um, I already dropped the Twitter. Yeah. All right. That's it. I'm going to, I'm going to peace out here. Uh, again, I love you all and I appreciate you all. You all are great. Uh, stay excellent. Uh, happy black history month. Uh, if you black, stay black. Uh, and go get that cash. Go, go get white people to pay you this month. Like for real. (laughs) Go get paid. Uh, call everybody a racist. It's great. All right. Uh, stay great, everybody.